Amen. I'm going to get everybody to look up here, and on the count of three, I want you to read that with me, okay? One, two, three, read. It's got to be God. A little bit loud. It's got to be God. I want you to take that home with you today, and uh, really just let that soak in. And that's how the message started this week. How many people, as the, the week goes on, you kind of kind of think about the week and, and think about what you could have done different or maybe the things you've been through or things like that. Kind of reflect. Do we do that? We do that in life a lot of times. I know time Christmas gets here, I'm thinking about all the things I like to do and all the things I didn't want to do and you know, kind of just reflect. But this week, by the time Wednesday got here, I was like, wow, this has been an action-packed weekend. Anybody had, I mean week, excuse me. Anybody had a full week this week? And that doesn't mean it can be good. It can be challenging. You know, a lot of times it's, it's the challenges. And so I said, man, there's so many different things that we experience in life. And I, I just wrote a few things. And I said, man, some of them are amazing. They're just joyous. They're just over the top. You know, and we don't want to miss those things. We, we really, to be honest with you, we want to stay there all the time, don't we? We just want it to be, woo sunshine, all the time. You know, but the truth of the matter is, there's the other side of that coin. And, uh, you know, sometimes it means that uh, things are a little rough around the edges, don't it? Sometimes it means there's challenges. Sometimes it's different things that uh, disappointment, suffering. And I said, you know, th this is a true statement. I said, it's got to be God. Now, notice I didn't say it's got to be a God. I'm not questioning that, are you? There is one true living God. I love the way you started your prayer. He said, man, the one true living God. Man, the one true holy God. One. Man, that's, what, that's, the, that's the God we serve. And I'm so glad because as I got different calls this week and different things that I see on the news and everything, I was like, man, God, we need you. I need you. We need you. It was funny. Kevin come in today, and, 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 and me and him have a great relationship. He calls it like it is, and that's the way I like it. I said, how's your week been? He said, well, <laughs> he said, my wife's sick, air conditioning broke, truck's missing, uh, got a miss in it. What else, brother, brother Kevin? He said, even my washing machine's broke. And he says, whew, but it's good to be here. And then son, he said, it's going to be all right. He finally come right on and got his little hand out. Come on in there. I said, man, he just preached my message today. <laughs> and, and, and that's something, you know, because a lot of times we see people, uh, sometimes people don't really care, do they? They don't seem like it. I, I, I tell you what, I remember when my dad was sick and uh, back and forth at work and stuff. And I had a guy. And, and maybe he was just busy or whatever. And he goes, uh, man, I'm just, I'm not sleeping. I'm really concerned. You know, things are not going good. And the guy goes, how's your dad? And I go, well, he's a, uh, and, the, <laughs> and I thought, well, at least he asked. <laughs> it's not like he, not like he cares, but at least he asked. And, and you know those things like that? We can't be offended because people got other things going on in their life as well. But you know what? Lord, help us be the ones that stop and listen and love on people. So I just wanted to share a few things. I said, buddy, you better read this. You'll get it all mixed up. So I said, I laid down on Wednesday, and I'm thinking, Lord, what are we going to preach on? What's going on? What, what is happening? And I start reflecting about the week. And I think, think about the phone calls and the things. I even thought about some news clips. I don't even know if any of y'all saw this. One of my buddies at work pulled this up. said there was a little road rage. I can't remember where it was. Uh, it's escaped my mind right now. And guys were riding some motorcycles, doing their thing, and a guy was back and forth in and out in the traffic in a car. And they turned around, they had some words, and the guy takes his car and runs over the guy on the motorcycle and his wife. Luckily, they're going to be all right. His car went up on the side. Somebody had filmed it. Just rode off. I said, man, what is going on in this world, Lord? You know? And especially when you see stuff like that. I said, man, this is just, just crazy. You know? And it's, why do I get that upset in life driving down the road? There's some other things going on. What do you think? I think there's other things behind the scenes. And all types of crazy stuff, you know. I start listening. I get, get a couple of phone calls. And I say, man, what's going on in people's life? And, and I get a nudge. I was riding over to my mom's house the other day. And the Lord says, you need to call this particular guy, friend of mine. One of the guys you probably talk to about once every three months or something like that, you know. I said, okay, I'll call. Call. I didn't leave a message or anything. I said, well, Lord, I called. And he called me back. And he goes, man, you seem to know when to call. I said, well, Lord's on time, man. I said, what's going on? And he told me that there was a lot of great things going on in his family. But just the other day, one of the family members committed suicide. 25 years old. I said, man. You know, I said, man, I'm thinking about seeing people run over motorcycles, people taking their own lives. 
and things like this. So we're at Bible study, and a good friend of mine from the gym sends me a note. He's been involved in a head-on collision right down here on 171. Changed his life totally, you know. He's doing good, and we're going to continue to pray for him, and, and uh, a, a great brother in the Lord. And I will tell, say this, because this is something I say all the time, and I'm sure my buddy Rick, if you're listening to this later, I'm going to tell him what we talked about. <laughs> he told me about this, Rick. He said, man, it, it, was, it was tough. A guy came in my lane, and he said, I, I've been in car wreck, but he said, I've never been hit that hard in my life. So I let him tell me the story and stuff, and, and the whole time he's telling me this, he's still picking out blessings, you know? Hurt his feet real bad and stuff. He's in a wheelchair right now, but God's going to raise him up. Amen. Y'all going to stand with me on that? I know. And I asked my buddy, I said, well, bro, I want to ask you something. I said, if uh, you didn't make it through that, where would you be? And he looked at me like this, boom. He said, I'd be in heaven. See, I know as a pastor and I know as a believer in Christ, sometimes it's good to ask that question. Let me, tell, let me erase that. It's always good to ask that question because I care about my buddy. I want him to know. You know, and I, and I figured that. See, we can always assume stuff because we're talking about this and that. But I want to know. I want to know that if something happens to my buddy, that he's going to spend eternity with the Lord God Almighty. And I said, so, I'll repeat that question. I said, so, uh, if you didn't make it, where would you be? He said, I'd be in heaven. I said, well, why is that? And he looked me square in the face. He said, because when I was eight years old, I gave my life to the Lord. And I said, that's the best news I heard all day. See, that's that confident expectation, that confident hope when you know God, not just know about him, when you know God and you say, hey, even if everything went bad, it's going to be okay. That's tough. But I'll tell you what, isn't it good to know that you know? Isn't it good to know that your spouse knows and your friends know and your family know what it takes to have a personal relationship with the Lord? And not only that, not only to know what it takes, but to receive that. That's what it's all about. So we talked a little bit more and I thought, my goodness, other folks getting bad reports uh, from the doctors and different things like that. Miss, Miss Karen's not doing well. I'm concerned about that. And, uh, you know, all these things. You said, man, buddy, I thought I was going to be uplifted today. You will be. Because you know what? I said, God, while I'm laying on my back, I said, God, it's got to be you. It's got to be God. Let me explain that. It's got to be God that moves in those situations. It's got to be God to move in those situations. And, and I said, you know, look at this guy. I said, you're the one that's going to have to change these things. You're the one that's going to have to change the hearts of the people that are just driving crazy. You're the one that's going to have to bring healing to our bodies. You're the one that, and, and you know, I wanted to write down exactly what the Lord gave me here, and I got it. I got running my mouth here. Mm -mm -mm. Lost my notes there. Anyway, I'll paraphrase it. I said, Lord, it's got to be you. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, it is. But I choose to reveal my miraculous through the church. I said, i got to write that down. I'm going to reveal how miraculous I am through the body of Christ. And I said, let me give my pen. And the Lord starts showing me how through seeking him and praying, right, involving him and in things in our life, that that's going to change. Through serving and being the hands of God to other people, that's going to change things. And from proclaiming the gospel message. That's the most powerful message in the world, the gospel message. So today, I hope you guys enjoy this message. There's so much going on. But it's really humbling when the Lord will speak to your heart about things, isn't it? And you know what? He's not trying to hide anything from us. He's trying to gird us up because we've got the Holy Spirit in us to do his work, to carry on what he has for us. So as I was continuing to read and everything, the Lord brought me to this passage right here. And he just showed me a great example. Joshua 1.9 says, this, my, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you everywhere you go. So I started reading that story. Many of y'all just kind of just go over and bring this up to date. Moses has died, and, and the Lord says, hey, Joshua, you're in charge. And I'm going to have you take my people into the promised land. And he gets with them, and he tells them exactly how they're going to do it. Because we serve a God of what? Order. Amen? A God of order. He says, this is what we're going to do in the morning. We're going to have these 12 tribes. We're going to come out, and I want you to follow. We're going to follow the ark where the presence of God is, right? But guess what? Where's the presence of God now? In us, right? The Holy Spirit is in us now as New Testament believers. When we call on the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. How much more do we got uh, available to us to tap into the power of God, right? And he goes, and he says, okay, this is, this is the way we're going to do it. 
and they walk out one by one following just like you said how to know that obedience to God is an important thing amen I'm preaching me first it is so they go and they come up on the Jordan River and he tells them said man when that first when that first priest steps his foot in that water they said it was full it was it was a, a time of season that it was really flooded amen we we can relate a little bit to flooding around here in Bacosan right and we know the impact of that. And, and, you know, I know from where I work at, they say that one gallon of water is like eight pounds. So the, this, this is a lot of weight. This is a lot of stuff going on. But was it too much for God? Absolutely not. Now, how many know that day somebody, if you're in the rural priesthood, you might have said, uh, Scott, you can go first. <laughs> Chuck, you go ahead. Go, ah, go ahead. You know? But he stepped out. As soon as he said the water ceased, boom, slowed down and dried out. And all the people walked across on dry land. Isn't that amazing? They go on and they get set up and they get set up before the wall and God tells them what to do. You know? A lot of times we think we got to take things by might, but you know what? It's by God's might, not our might, not our strength. God's strength. And they get there and you guys know the story. They walk around and they walk around and, and they're listening to what the Lord says and they shout the wall down. Amen? And they come in and take the promise. I recognize in our life there is a lot of wall between us and our promised land sometime. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. I understand that there's a lot of stumbling blocks in our life that will keep God's best away from us. Sometimes it's the person in the mirror. Sometimes it's just the situation. You know? Sometimes it's just, just the way it is. However, God loves us too much to just leave us there. God is teaching us and training us. I didn't say God calls them. I said God can use it. Amen. God can use these situations in our life. So I want us to know today that, you know, we can be strong and courageous in the Lord. Amen. That sounds like a good place to say amen. 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 Let's do it. So I want to jump into a few things that the Lord showed me. And, and this is a great thing to take some notes on. Please do. <clears throat> the Lord showed me, set your hearts towards the Lord and pray. And I thought, man, you know, but I do pray. How often do I really set my heart to God? Do I stand on the promises of God and say, Lord, your word says this, so I'm standing on this promise. I'm bringing this to your remembrance, Lord, because this is what you said. This is what you said you'll do. And let that word of the Lord come through me and build my faith, amen, to set your heart toward me and pray. Proverbs 2.10 says this, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. How many people could use a little bit more joy this week? About everybody I know, about any, everybody I see can use a little bit more joy, you know? I've never heard anybody in, in Rito obituary said, Brother Chapman went home to be with the Lord today because he was just too much filled with joy. Overdosed on joy. Never happened, has it? But you know what? If I had to go, I'd like to go that way. How about you? You know? Now, I'm not blind to, to, to think and say, well, you know, uh, you don't know what I'm going through. I just hit on the top of a few little things. You know? There's sickness. There's finances. There's all types of things. There's, there's children that act out. There's jobs that are, are hard to deal with. I understand all that. But what I want to do today is give you God's perspective on that so that we can be overcomers when Monday comes. Amen? God's so good, he lets you start today right now. How about that? You don't even have to wait till Monday. But take a look at this in scripture again. Proverbs 2.10. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. How many know that it's probably a good thing to seek the Lord? We go, yeah, buddy, we know that. I'm not really glad I got up early and made that today. But how often do we? A lot of times we just kind of get God's opinion after the fact. I'm telling you today, and I'm preaching to me first. Lord, let us start our day with you and dig into the word and let you set the course in our life. Because you know why? Prayer changes things. How many knows that? Has anybody in here ever seen prayer change something? Amen. Hands everywhere. Amen. That's, that was an easy question, right? We've seen prayer change things. And, and you know, it's, it's crazy to think that, oh, well, I don't know. See, what happens sometimes, those prayers are not answered just the way me and you want them, right? How many know that's where faith comes in? How many know that's, that we can trust the God that loves us, that gave his son for us, that brought his people across on dry land, that woke you up this morning? You ever thought about what has to happen just for you to get out of bed? And my house is very tough, but I'm just talking about everything. You know, Denise is like, I ain't telling you no more. You got to get up. But I'm just like, man, your heart's got to be beating. Your blood pressure's got to be right. Your bones have got to be okay. All that stuff. Just the same. Then you stand up. Anybody ever had vertigo? Terrible. 
Whew, whew. It's like being in the teacups down there at Buck Row forever. You know? They had that little thing. So, man, you know, that was one of the supposed to be the sissies ride, you know, to get on that at the amusement park. I would stay away from it, man. Oh, come on, let's get on. It would make me sick. Going around and around. It wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't scary. It just made me sick, you know? And, and so I'm like, I don't see any gain in that. But I, I want us to take a minute and think about that. You said, well, wait, we know these things. Do we? We take them for granted. That's why I'm, 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 I'm coming in today. I don't want us to take things for granted. Just to stand up. Let me tell you why. Just like when I spent, that, spent some time with my buddy the other day with, with his feet and everything. He says, everything I need is over there. He got a wonderful wife, man. Wonderful wife. And she is going everywhere. And she's got a Fitbit thing, right? I said, how many steps you went today, babe? 24,000. I don't think she left the house. I said, what a woman. Never complained. Kept on going. Because, see, this is the thing in a partnership. I say this a lot. It's not always 50-50. Sometimes it's 99-1, man. Sometimes you got to pull together. You know, little things, you know. This week, let me, let, me, let me show up here. Look at that arm, man. Look at that arm right there. They said it was only going to be here. Man, getting that surgery and going through stuff. First week was great. Ooh, man, that's no pain. Second week was great. No pain. Third week, great. Fourth week, I go, what happened? Something happened. I was telling Tony, I said, what's going on? She said, this would be cool. I told Denise. She said, all, all the cheerleaders are going, it's, it's, it's going to be all right. I said, yeah, but I could do this yesterday and I can't do it today. I could do this, but I couldn't do I could do that the first week. Now I can't do it now. What happened? Things change, and it takes time for healing. I want you to hear that. We're thinking about just our body. I'm talking about our hearts. I'm talking about relationships. It takes time to heal. Y'all hearing that? That's for somebody right there. But you know what? Week five came in, and I, I have this little cane that I move up and down. Next year, man, I had that going on. I told Denise, look at this. I ran in and I was turning all the lights on on the ceiling paint. Woo, look at that. Woo, woo. See, when you can't do something, and then you can do something, you get excited. I was at work, and, and I was working in the control room, and I, and I have this little broom handle that I keep behind the counter there, and I'm watching the gauges and stuff, and I started doing this, and I was able to lift that thing all the way up here. And I felt like Rocky, man. Da -da 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 -da. And I was looking around, and just somebody I wanted to tell. There was nobody in there. You know what I did? I got on a speaker. I said, hey, everybody, I need you in the control room. <laughs> What's up? Is the pump overheating? No. Is everything OK? Is it an emergency? I said, no, it's all right. I said, look at this. <laughs> That's good. <Yeah. laughs> See, you know why? Because they could do that. You see what I'm saying? They could do that. And then one of my buddies said, that's good. Don't let Denise know. You'll be up on the roof. <laughs> that's a little inside joke. But anyway, I tell you what. They said, man, you could do that. There's things in our life that we take for granted all the time. And we need to celebrate those victories. Because when we celebrate those victories, what it does, it honors God and it encourages us, right? Amen. Let's keep on going because prayer changes things. Let me talk about some other things. Prayer changes us and others. You ever seen that? Oh, it'll change others, won't it? Will it change you? Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing because really a lot of things out here may not change, but it's the way you look at it. I see Scott grinning. He's got a story coming. I don't know what's going on. I know what's going on. It, it changes things, right? It changes your perspective on stuff. I know this. Things that used to bug me 10 years ago, I don't care. I don't even care. I thought, why did I give that person, that situation, so much grip in my life? Y'all listen close, it's going to free you. We get all worried about our job and everything else and doing our job and everything else, and I can't believe I didn't get a raise, and they did this, and they passed me over, and they did this, and you come home, and you already gave them eight hours. Then you talk about it for four more hours. Now they just got 12 hours, and then you didn't sleep because you worried about it. You didn't do no good. Has anybody done that besides me? See, when I was off with my first knee surgery, I got some time to think, and I got some time to pray. And that's what the Lord said, why are you worried about that? Why are you worried about that? So when I came back to work, they said, well, you going to be able to do this? I said, yeah, I think I can do that. I got no to do this and everything else. And I said, you know what? I'll do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, as long as it's safe, I'll do it. They're like, man, 
You know what it told me? My one buddy said, you got your mind right, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. See, he thought that was a slam. But what it was, it was that I had renewed my mind. Boy, you give me that job, I'm going to be there for eight hours, whatever. Because I'm going to work like I'm working for Jesus. Man, I got a new boss. When that revelation starts sinking to me, I'm like, I don't care. Can you sweep that? Not a problem. I'm working for Jesus. Look at that. You know, ain't no big deal. Guess what? They actually even pay me. How about your job pay you? They actually give me some vacation. They do that for y'all? <laughs> Somebody said, no, we're going to be praying that he gets vacation, all right? But you know what? Try to find the positive in that. But I know, see, there's, uh, the world will come up with some, some things, will rob some things, and act like it's their idea and tell you how great it is, but really it's a principle of God, right? What are you talking about? You ever heard of a thing called suggestive sale, right? You go through, probably today, you go through McDonald's, hello, can I take your order? Would you like a juicy Big Mac with a really sparkling iced tea? Boom, putting that in your mind. Oh, and then they said, would you like a medium, would you like a medium drink for 79 cents or would you like a large for a dollar? Because if you don't say that, you know that's the best deal because you're going to feel like an idiot if you didn't do that. Right? They're just putting it out there. Well, you know what? The Lord says renew your mind, right? Pick the positive, right? So they're using a lot of different things like that, but they, they put the spin on it, right? And I don't want to get too far down the road there. What I'm telling you is, is if we can get this bean right here, then right here, everything else will fall in line, man, with our heart. Get them two things together. How do we do that? Reading the Word of God. Prayer. Lord, you know what? Lord, help me say, how many times have we prayed this? Lord, everything's messed up. Fix me to deal with it. I don't know if I've ever prayed that before in my life. It just came to me. Maybe I should. Because I would say, Lord, you need to fix them. You need to fix that. You need to fix all them people that are all messed up because surely I must be right, right? I'm feeling a little lonely here. Is that right? You know we do that, right? And then, and then all of a sudden the Lord will whisper one thing in there in your ear and you go, ooh. Maybe it's me. So you know what? Don't be afraid to ask the Lord. Lord, if there's something in my life that I need to change, show me what it is. But give me the strength and the power to do it. Right? And I think that'll help us today. But it does change stuff. You know what else it does? Prayer unites the family of God. Isn't it good when everybody's on the same sheet? You know, some people's family, everybody gets along and everything else. And Christmas time, they can't wait. Other people can't wait till people go home. Right? But isn't that the unity? The unity brings peace and power. Man, if you're unified, it's amazing. I see things sometimes on TV, and it's always easy to, to look from, from sitting in the, what is it, the Monday morning cornerback, you know? I'm thinking if a guy's on a bus and he starts to punch a little old lady and there's 87 people on there, your odds ain't going to be real good, bud. You know? But everybody peels out and runs and all this and all that. You know, I'm just thinking about those things. And I know it doesn't always work that way. You know, people are scared. Fear will control you. Amen, if you let it. But faith will guide you. Faith will lead you. It will guide you. It will protect you. It will give you wisdom. Amen. So we need to be praying for wisdom. God said he'd give it to us. Knowledge, right? And build our faith in these things. But it makes a big, big difference. I said, you know, I said, when we look at prayer... Look how it does. It unites the family and everything. I said, bringing unity, peace, and power. I said, that's wall-moving faith. That's promised land proclaiming prayer. How many people have something that God's just got to work in their life? Everybody. Right? There's something that you can't fix it, I can't fix it, your wife, your husband, the guy next door, the mechanic can't fix it. It's got to be a God thing. That's what this message is about. It's got to be God. And it's okay. Because is anything too big for God? No. So I want to take a minute this, this morning as we go and really focus in on how big, how good, how faithful, how loving, how compassionate our God is. And I could keep going and keep going. See, I think a lot of times we look at the size of our problem and don't look at the size of our God. Amen? I worked with a guy one time. It's been a long time ago. And stuff's going on. And man, this guy had a lot of stuff come down in his life. And I was talking to him. He said, man, you know what? This happened and this happened. And remind me, Kevin. He said, yeah, but it's all right. But I worked with this particular guy. And he said, you know what? <laughs> he said, 
He said, even the devil jumped on my finances and everything. He said, but I taught him how to, how, how to, how to bow down. I said, what did you do? He said, I just gave more. <laughs> he said, I, he was, whatever the plan was that God put on my friend's heart. And we were talking about some different things. I said, what about plan B? He said, plan B is plan A. That's what God said. I said, what do you mean? I mean we always have a backup plan. And I don't think it's bad to have a backup plan on most things in life. You know, seek the Lord on that. But on this particular thing in this fellow's life, he said, I ain't wavering. I know what God said. You get a word from God, hold on to that thing, man. Hold on to that thing. He said, Lord, I remember what you said. How many know that, that sometimes it's not just like that? God is letting things work in your life and my life in the situations. I know when God called me to preach some years ago, I thought, ah, But he's so gracious to move and teach and show and put the team together and things like that and bring folks in. See, a lot of times we'll get a, we'll get a little nudge and we'll go, man, I'm going to take off. You ever get, get half the directions and go? Guys are good at that. Oh, yeah, I know where that. You know where the Dairy Queen is? Yeah. Okay, I'll go. But, but I'm just asking, you got to go 10 miles past that. You know what I mean? We don't get the full story. That's why setting our hearts towards the Lord to get the full story is something we need to do. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Good deal. Your hands will be my hands. That's what the Lord was speaking to my heart about. You know what? Do you think God will use you today? One or two people? You think he'll use it? I got, I'm going to tell you what. I believe that everyone in this room and everybody that's going to listen to this later is 100% qualified to be used by God. Oh, you don't know my past. Well, guess what? I know the power of God's blood, man. Pour it out for Jesus. I know that we serve a risen Savior. Can he fix it? Can he, can he make it work? Can he learn from that? You know, can you go with that? And, and here's some a lot of times people get all wrapped around people's past, right? That sometime right there is the most amazing thing that God will continue to use. Over and over. I, I, people say, oh, you playing music? Yeah, I can talk about the music. Hey, you riding a motorcycle? You doing this? Whatever it may be. Hey, didn't you used to work such and such? God uses all that. Aren't you glad he doesn't just use the good part of your life? Boy, I'd be limited to that. But God chooses to use all the things in our life to work together for the good. All those things. I'm sorry, I want you sitting here today. He will use all those things. And guess what? He says, your hands will be my hands. That's what he spoke to my heart. Take a look at this. Serve those in need. Man, it's easy to walk by those in need, right? And evaluate and judge them. And they should have did this. They should have spent the money better. They should have did this. Should have went to college. Should have washed behind the ear. Whatever you want to say. Right? But you know what God tells us? He says, hey, serve those in need. The hands of the church should be the hands of the Father. Look at this. Jesus was the best example of that the whole time. Look at this. For even the Son of Man came not to serve, but to, not to, not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Man. How many people, you know, they like that role model? You can be influenced by a lot of people. Think about that. Your kids start hanging around somebody else, you can tell exactly who they're hanging around when things change, right? Listen to different stuff, and, and, and it starts to affect how we react, right? Just think if we listen to the Word of God as much as we listen to the news. Wow. Anybody seen anything good on the news? I mean, there's probably something, but I'm just thinking real fast. Somebody tell me something good that happened on the news. What's it? Commercials. Yeah. All right. What you got? See what happened to me. Next to kind of fits in what you're talking about. I was yeah. Watching uh, a news program and they're talking about uh, when you speak a different language, not everyone knows what you do. Yeah. Um, so this guy is teaching a math program at school for children who don't have a whole lot, mm -hmm. and he's fluent in Spanish but has never let on to it. And the reason he doesn't is because the kids will sit in the corner and talk about why they're having to drop out or how come they they smelled like pee that day or they didn't eat. Right. And he's able to actually then get them into the programs that he would be able to get them into or help right. them out because he's never let on to the fact that he's fully fluent. That's pretty so good. That's, I mean, it's kind of cool, right? It's easy. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as, as Christians, we get that opportunity too. Not, mm. We don't necessarily walk around all the time wearing it on our chest saying, sure. hey, I'm Christian. But you get that, put in that situation where you get to hear the problem and then be it through your action, through prayer or whatever, we get to sort of put them in the right program that's going to help them. Man, that's right on time. See, that's what I love. We get to do a preaching and a teaching, and this is y'all's church, and everybody gets a, to, to put some input. That's great, man. I appreciate it. Because what I'm hearing is, he says, you know, by, by different gifting that God's given us as the body of Christ, 
He'll use us in a way to be the hands. That's amazing. That's exactly what we're talking about. Maybe be the feet. Maybe be something else. You know? Now, I asked you how many people could give me something that was good. All right. How many people, on the count of three, can raise their hand and, and tell me about, just, you don't even have to tell me, I just want to see, have heard something bad in the news? Hands everywhere. Everywhere. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You see how much we got to overcome just right out of the, the path right there? But I'm going to tell you what. There's some good stuff in God's word, isn't it? Let's temper things with that, man. Let's, let's look at that. Let's keep on going here. Allow his compassion to flow. Just what Steve's talking about. I think the number one thing. God says, you know what? They'll know you, my disciples, from your love. Your love. Who is it that God's put in your path? Think about it. I'm going to challenge this week. Who is it that God's put in your path or may put in your path or has put in your path that you can show some compassion to? What's the song we sing? Everyone needs compassion. Man, isn't that something? Isn't it great? I probably should have asked my buddy, and he's going to listen to this later, and he's going to say, man, it's all right. My friend had gotten that wreck. And I asked him about it, man. I was hanging on every word. He said, when he got hit in his car, couldn't get out because it, it, it tore his feet up so bad. And a man came over to talk to him and he said, get me out of here. And the guy said, I can't. He said, just don't leave me. Whew. He said, I'm going to find that guy that stood for me. He said, man, I'm not going anywhere. He said, they're coming. You can hear them, they're coming. Somebody showed my friend compassion. I couldn't be there. You couldn't be there. But somebody was there. And they showed him some compassion. And all the things he told me about all the stuff, it was about, man, it got stuck with me. That's amazing, man. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, maybe we will come up on a wreck and be able to help somebody. I pray that, pray that that happens. God will use us and give us wisdom to encourage and stuff. But you know what? Just like Steve said, maybe there's something we're going to hear about that, we can come in and be that, that compassionate figure, that mirror of Christ to somebody else. I don't know about y'all, but when I'm having something bad going on in my life, I don't need somebody to come along and tell me everything that I did wrong to get there. Huh? Because I'm probably figuring that out by this point. That wasn't good. You know? And sometimes you need to tell them, you know, uh, you know the truth hurts sometimes like that. But also the truth should be wrapped in love and compassion. You know? I don't need it. Well, you know, if you didn't do that and you didn't do this, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be in that shape. Okay. You know what's amazing to me just popped in my mind? You know, if you've ever been through a time where you, you, you financially have been down, you'll look and listen to everything else. They'll tell, they'll say, well, this is how you got there. <laughs> tell me how to fix it. Tell me how to fix it. Tell me how to take a negative $100 and, and make some money with it. You know? How, how does that work? See, they don't want to tell you. Yeah, they, oh, well, we like pointing to the sin. Compassion is, is not agreeing with the sin, but it's pointing to the Savior. Pointing to the Savior. Let God work that out. Let God work those other things out, man. He can do it, amen? So let's keep on rolling. Just what I had there. Point to the Savior. That's the power of the gospel, man. When you don't think anything else is going to change somebody's life, I guarantee you that will. You say, well, what happens if they know Christ already? Good, remind them how good God is. Remind them. Isn't it something? Have you ever counted your blessings? Do you feel better after you count your blessings? I do. Man. Start looking around and say, man, look at God's in. And it doesn't have to be stopped. I tell you, there's been times, and I'm thankful for everything the Lord's blessed me with. Don't I'm not saying that. But I tell you, there's been things stripped away in my life and probably other people too. Stuff. And man. I've been just as happy. We think more stuff makes you more happy. More stuff makes your garage full and make your wife unhappy. Mm -hmm. Amen? Got a lot, I got a list. This, now that I'm all healed up this summer, we're going to have a clean garage in my baby. <clears throat> Woo! All right. Because we get so much stuff. I don't think God has a problem with us having stuff. But what I want is the real stuff. I want to be overflowing with his joy. I want to be overflowing with his grace. I want to be overflowing with his mercy. I want to be prayerful about things. I want to be pointing to the Savior. How about you? 
Yeah, we need to be proclaiming the Lord. Excuse me, in his work. Proclaim his mighty works. Take a look at this. I said, give voice to what you see the Lord do. Testify. That's why each week, at the end, we take a little bit of time. Say, what's going on? What's God doing in your life? Because you know what? Maybe that person hasn't had an opportunity to share that. Or maybe the person sitting beside you said, man, if he'll do that for Mike, he'll surely do it for me. If he'll do that for Scott, he'll do it for me. If he'll do that for Angie, he'll do it for me. That's how big God is. He's not picking people. He already chose everyone to have the opportunity to come to know his son. And we are the ones that can get out and tell people that he loves them. Amen? Let's keep on moving. How many people come here expecting to hear a word from God? I mean, really expecting. So, man, I can't, I got to get to church. Look out. I don't want you to run over to anybody. Get here. So, man, I, I got to come. I'm coming. Made me think of Kevin. 999 reasons to stay in bed today. Right? It'd been easy. But I think the number one thing to change is we got air conditioning, he don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. But that was an equation, right? <laughs> you know, it, it's funny sometimes, isn't it? We can always find something to wedge in between us and God. I've had people all the time, man. I say, hey, you know, you know what it gets me? This, this is kind of, I'm just going to throw that in. I'll see people. And you know them from church or whatever. And you haven't seen them in a year or something. They used to come and then they don't come and all that. I never say a word. How you doing? And they go, we really miss you. I'm thinking, yeah, but I guess your, your aim's getting better, right? <laughs> we miss you, but your aim's getting better. I said, we're at the same place. I've had the same phone number for 20 years. I've lived in the same house for 20 years. We really miss you. <laughs> wow. You know? I think people don't know what to say. But you know what? I just told myself, well, you know what? Door's always open. Door's always open. Because you know what? If you love people where they're at, you can help them to get where they need to go. You know what? When they came outside the church to tell me about Jesus, if they had just pointed out everything wrong in my life, everything, I would probably never came back in there. The lady and the man that gave me the Bible track was so excited when we showed up. At church, they're like, you there? They came, right? I know what they're thinking. That sinner right there just might get saved. And he did. Man, isn't that something? But somebody took your time and compassion to do that. There were 17 people in that church. 17, that's it, 17. Now, you know if you got something going, you got 17 people, and you want people to help, you probably had about five, right? Because people got stuff going on. So out of a handful of people, Somebody can transform my life. Wait a minute. Who transformed my life? God did. But he used their hands and their compassion by proclaiming his mighty works. Man, when I started learning about God, I just got excited. Did y'all get excited about that? I still get excited. He never ceases to amaze me. How about y'all? You can't know enough about God, right? I always want to know more. It's amazing. Don't sit on the sidelines of life and go, yeah, I got it. Angelo tells a story most times that she went to a yard sale and he had his Bible for sale. That always sticks with me. His Bible for sale. Right? And yeah, I read it. Really? I read it all the time. Is it more than ever for me to learn? Yeah. Yeah. And as you get as you get older, you say, you know, I'm not going to be around here forever and stuff. And I appreciate my in-laws so graciously. And my wonderful mother-in-law says, when I leave here, is there anything that you want? Nope. Don't worry about me. And then we went out to eat one night. I said, Grandma, I did something I like. Right? It wasn't tools. It wasn't a house. It wasn't any of those things like that because I wanted to be here a long, long time. I said, can I have your Bible? She said, all right, you can have all of it. I said, Yeah. Because I said, you know what? Then I said, then I, then I got a little picky. I said, if you want to write a prayer between here and now, then that's good too. <laughs> I said, if you want a little word of encouragement, uh, I'll take that too. That's the only thing. I said, because you know what? That means something to me, you know? And there's nothing wrong with stuff. There's nothing wrong with stuff. I'm not saying that at all, you know, at all. But as I thought about stuff, I said, I know how much time 
She's spending that word. I know she's undermined so many prayers in that thing. Man, that's a treasury. I like to spend time here. I know that she's been praying for me. Looking at that word. I know she's been praying for my family. I know she's been seeing things that God has changed. I said it before, she knew I was going to be a preacher before I even knew the Lord. Grandma, we got to learn what? But guess what? So can you. That's the amazing thing. So can you. So can I. And that's what I take so many times. We don't even take the phone off the hook. Man, open that Bible. Take the phone off the hook. And really, it doesn't matter if it's Grandma's Bible or any of them, as long as it's the Word of God. Amen. But see, that was something that I thought that would be dear to my heart. That would be dear to my heart. So I just got that on tape that y'all ain't getting and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I gotta keep laughing man. But do you come expecting and seeking the Lord? Man, when you go to a concert, you expect that, I know for me, when I go to a concert, I want them to sound like the record. I don't want no extra do wise in there. I don't want some crazy guitar. I want it just like that because now I'm listening. Yeah, man, you're right on that thing. Yeah, right, that's perfect. That's it. I don't, I don't care about so I want it to be just like the record. I come expecting, anticipating, right? And what happens if it's not like the record? I mean, how's it going? It's all right. Right? When I come to church, do I come expecting? I get excited, man. I get a little more down sometimes. You know, my, my voice was cracking this morning, everything else. I said, Lord, just fix it before we go to the next round. You know, I guarantee, I, I've been playing music probably 30-some years, and been playing music for the Lord 20 years. I've never had anybody say, you know what? If your voice didn't crack, I'd have got saved today. You know, I want to do my best. But I'm going to tell you what, proclaiming his mighty words will change your life. It works in so many different ways. Anybody ever shared what God's done in their life and you didn't feel good in the beginning and you start sharing the story and next thing you know, you start feeling better, don't you? I was talking to my buddy Lee. He said, you know what? Buddy Lee, that's funny. That's my middle name. But my friend Lee. And he said, man, he was preaching one time. He said, man, he had this terrible headache. He said, time he got up, he said, I preached. He said, I never even, gone, just gone. Isn't that something? It's something about being in the presence of God. It's something about being in the Word of God. It's something about speaking the Word of God that transforms and changes our life. But we should come expecting, you know? Don't settle. I remember Tanya, Tim was telling me, and Tanya told her daughters this many times. She shared this openly. I always tell her girls, don't settle. That's a good word from your mama. Don't settle. I'm glad you told your, your daughter the same thing, right? <laughs> Don't settle, you know. I'm telling you today, don't settle for crumbs from the table when you can you can be sitting at the table of God. You have total access to your heavenly Father. This is going to help somebody today. It's helping me, so thank you. We have total access to our heavenly Father. Why do we not answer that phone? Why do we keep the, the, the Bible shut? Because you know why? We can get busy with things of the world and miss the things of God that he wants us to do in this world. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want to leave a legacy, and I hope it's a good one. Not about me, about the Lord. Everett, if he was here today, this is a little inside joke, you know, he said they were talking, was at Bible study, and they went, him and Karen was out one day, and they went and visited some of the cemeteries and make sure the weeds were down and put some flowers out there, and he asked bless him. And he asked her, he said, well, honey, when my time comes, what would you put on, on my tombstone? She said, well, you're a good worker. <laughs> he said, well, can't complain. He's a good worker. But I'll also tell you this. He's a loving husband. And he loves the Lord. And you know, you got to watch these big, tough guys sometimes, you know? Because they, 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 they're softer than you think. And the time that I've known that man, I have seen him help so many people. This guy right here, under the radar. He doesn't do it to no fanfare or anything else. He'll get up there, and he sees a need, and he's available to God. Man, you know, yeah, he's a good worker because he's the hand of God. Amen? I'm not putting anybody on a pedestal or anything else like that, but I'm going to tell you what.
Here's an everyday guy in an everyday world serving an extraordinary God. No difference with us. Proclaiming that. Amen? Let's bring it on home here. So allow his spirit to train us, teach us, and guide us. Man, we've got it made if you think about it. Education is great. I think it's wonderful. I think going to the library and the internet is amazing. But man, you know what? You got the, the Holy Spirit in you. If we would just tap into him. And then he'd probably tell us where to go in the library. Tell us where to go in the scripture, right? Teach us and guide us over and over. There's so much that God has for us. I had a few things here. I'm going to just go back. You know, and sometimes I say, well, what's your takeaway? You know, here's a couple of things that I had on my handout. I like to share that. It says, set your heart toward the Lord and pray. I will go to the source. Feed on the truth and don't waver. What would my life look like if I did that daily? Go to the source. Feed on the truth and don't waver. Your hands will be my hand. I said, serve the Lord by serving others. I said, roll up your sleeve and get busy. You know, sometimes people think serving takes a whole lot of time. It might just be a phone call. I'm going to jump in here and, and, and go out a little bit. Miss Debbie come and said, you know what? I saw Jesse the other day. I said, you did? She said, yeah, you held the door for me at the dollar store. The knowledge to it wasn't everything else. That was a blessing. I said, man, you let me know if you don't do that, right? <laughs> right there. Something some small. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Come on in. But it touched her heart. And she made a whole lot of cookies. <laughs> That's good stuff. But isn't that something? See, just, just somebody recognizing you. Somebody remember, somebody taking time with you, somebody in the bed, and she said, you know what she said? And he was even with all his friends. That's my proud papa moment of the day. I guarantee you, my dad probably didn't get many of them. They probably said, I saw your boy with all them troublemakers down there, you know? And, and I'm not saying that, you know, that, hey, we're, we're grown, right? You know, we're a family, and we got ups and downs just like anybody else. But it sure is nice to hear something nice, isn't it? It sure is nice to hear something nice. Especially about people you care about. But also about those that are in need. Over and over and over and over and over, we start seeing things that we just don't take time with people. Lord, help us to slow our life down and show us what to choose, what really matters and brings eternal dividend to the things that we can let go. Just think about this. In the last week, is there things that you probably could have spent less time on that just robs you of your time, really? No, no, no value at all. You know, there's stuff we got to do. We got to work. We got to eat. We got to go to the grocery store and everything else. But if you invite God into your life, right, and invite God into your situation, it's going to change everything. That's why nobody likes going to the grocery store with me, because I talk to everybody. Because you know it makes a difference all the time. I went to get a prescription filled the other day, and the girl told me her life story, and she's the prescription lady or the, the druggist. That's all right. Sounds good. Evidently, she needed to talk to somebody. You know, I thought the expiration date on my prescription was going to be done before I got through. But you know what? I'm glad people would listen to me when I'm in those situations. I'm glad people would take a little time and say, you know, I just want to encourage you. Sometimes we don't even need to hear the answer because you're really speaking the answer. How many times have I talked to people and said, you know, I know I need to, I know I need to really spend more time with God. Ding, 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 ding. I'm thinking that's a good thing. I already had the answer. How do we apply the answer? How do we apply it? We make a, a, a conscious effort and say, you know what, Lord? Today, I'm going to let you drive. Today, Lord, I'm going to let you do what you do. So know this. There's a couple of things. And I said, it's got to be God. <laughs> He's the one who works in all the miracles and miraculous, right? He frees the captives. He heals the sick. He forgives the sin. But he loves us enough to let us be a conduit through which his power flows. How many people like being on the winning team? Woo! Man, that's nice, isn't it? It's nice to be on the winning team, man. It's great. And so when we turn around, we go, wow, how do I get on the winning team? Does that mean that you never have any dirt on your uniform? Man, you might get tagged out of second base. You might get tackled or something like that. Yeah. But let me tell you what. When you're on the team of God, there's no tryouts. You don't have to try out. You don't have to score high. 
You just have to trust the coach. Amen? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that not only when we go through tough times, Lord, you're the God of all times. And Lord, I pray today that, you know, that through something we've, we've shared today, that it would encourage folks. Lord, there were so many things coming at us this week. So many that I didn't even hit on. But so many that, that each person in here is dealing with. There's so many walls between us and our promised land. But Lord, I know that as we rely on you and we go to that source and we feed on the truth and we don't waver, Lord, that you will bring them walls down, tumbling down. And Lord, I pray through the praises today, through the fellowship today, that you know that folks have, have just got a glimpse of, you know, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Just like I asked my friend the other day, I said, man, if you didn't make it through that situation, where would you spend eternity? Without a doubt, he knew it would be with the Lord. How about you? He thought it was just a regular day. He was just going to work. Thinking about what he had to do at work. People at 9-11 probably thought they were going to be eating pizza that night. You know? But here's the truth. They say over 250,000 people died there. 250,000 people died there. And many of them leave here not knowing Jesus. Are you one that knows him? As a Lord and Savior, I pray that you do. You say, well, buddy, I don't know. Well, let me tell you how you can know. And I share this every week. You say, well, he does this every week. You're right. You know why? Because the truth doesn't change. And I'm sharing the truth with you. The Bible says that if we confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. The Bible also tells us all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And our sin separates us from an awesome and holy, pure God. But our Savior, Jesus Christ, made all things right. And when we call on the name of the Lord to come into our life and turn from our sin and turn to the Lord, he says, I'll wipe it all away. Past present and future and then we ask the Lord to help us live for him so if that's you today you can just pray this with me Lord come into my life and forgive me of my sin today Lord help me to turn to you and leave the world behind leave myself behind Lord today I'm, I'm trusting 100% in what the finished work of the cross is if you're here today and you say, buddy, I've done that, but boy, I tell you what, it seems like instead of the wall coming down, it seems like they're adding bricks daily between my wall and my promised land. You're not alone. That happens from time to time. There's seasons in our life that are really, really difficult, but you don't have to go through them alone. If there's something that we, me, or the team, or your church family can do to encourage you, grab one of us. Give us the privilege of praying with you one-on-one. Let's be a blessing to you so that you can be a blessing to someone else in the time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed.